Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Boston Celtics select J.D. Davison from the University of Alabama. A freshman guard from the University of Alabama. He's one of four Division I freshmen to record 250 points, 125 rebounds, and 125 assists, Jeff. Well, J.D. Davison is a small guard, but he's really explosive. With big hair. Yeah, he does have big hair, doesn't he? But can really get off the floor. Very good in transition. Uh, had some turnover issues. Is not a shooter. You wonder exactly what his game is, but you know he is spectacularly athletic, and he had some big-time finishes, including a, a huge tip dunk. I think it was against Houston late in the game. Mm. Uh, but but he is athletically. Uh, just off the charts, just a small guard. So we're not quite sure what this guy is. We know he's a good athlete. Um, can jump. He can jump. There's no question about it. You know, we was reading one scouting report earlier, the 28% turnover percentage, the highest of any player drafted in the past decade. Somewhat of a challenge offensively. Uh, they say he's challenged because he doesn't really, uh, with 12.7 points per 40, second lowest of any current, current uh, player drafted. Compounded by Davidson's struggle shooting off the dribble, has problem with his handle. So I, I don't really know what you got here other than a, a good athlete. So let's let's ask the man himself. Jeff Goodman joins us on the Harbor One hotline from the stadium. Uh, Jeff, let's start with that. J.D. Davison, what can you tell us about him? What do the Celtics get here at pick number 53? I, I think he'd be, he'd be a hell of a Harlem Globetrotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wonder if he could play safety for the Pats. He seems like a good athlete. He could do that, too. He's a freak athlete, okay, but and he was like an Instagram sensation because of his like you know clips and and, and his highlights and his dunks. But can he play basketball at a high level? I don't know, but at fifty three, probably worth a, a roll of the dice. Not a great shooter, not a point guard. So I, you know, again, I don't have a lot of confidence that you're going to see JD Davidson playing any sort of meaningful minutes for the Boston Celtics anytime soon or probably ever. But, again, if you're going to roll the dice at 53, roll the dice on somebody that's got, you know, measurables and physical gifts that uh, Lou Maloney never had. No, that is true. (laughs) I I have just a quick follow-up on that because I I felt like with the NILs, I felt like we wouldn't get these kind of guys, like a 19-year-old fringe freshman. Why wouldn't he go back to college? Like, what? what, why why is he in the draft? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because you're right. He probably could have made, you know, I just don't know how much even the Alabama head coach, Nate Oates, like 
wanted him back in a sense of like, hey, we're going to give you three hundred grand to make sure you come back. He didn't impact winning for Alabama, so it, it wasn't like it got like like the big guys who who went back to college this year. The Oscar Sheboys of Kentucky, Hunter Dickinson at Michigan, Armando Baycott at Carolina. Most of those guys impacted winning, so those coaches are saying to themselves like we got to figure it out from an NIL perspective and get him a million-plus or somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, with, with Nate Oates at Alabama, that's not how he's thinking. He's thinking, like, our culture wasn't great. Uh, let's turn the page and bring in the next group and, and, and improve our culture and get guys who, who know how to play. And J.D. Davidson, unfortunately, he, he doesn't know how to play yet. He, he's got to learn that. That's the, if he knew how to play, J.D. Davidson would have been a lottery pick. So it's going to take time if he picks it up. So, Jeff, I want to ask you then, uh, since the Celtics didn't make a move to or make a trade to move up in the draft, uh, what targets are you looking at for the Celtics now in this offseason to acquire, be it through trade exceptions, uh, free agency, all of that? So I like a couple names. I forget who dropped the name Kevin Herter. But I really like that one for Atlanta. I don't know why or if they would move off of Kevin Herter because his contract is still pretty reasonable. It's, I think it's like 13 or 14 a year. Uh, but they did draft A.J. Griffin, the Hawks, who's a shooter, who's a, a terrific spot-up shooter, 6'5", out of Duke, shot 42 from three. So maybe, maybe you could do something for Kevin Herter if Atlanta doesn't see him you know, heavily in their plans in their future. Another guy for me would be, I would look at like Buddy Heald, okay? So Indiana drafted Ben Matherin, who is uh, with the number six pick from Arizona. Lou knows I went to school there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a terrific shooter and can do more. And they got Tyrese Halberton in a trade last year. They've got enough shooters. Um, You know, they're, they're talking about maybe moving off Malcolm Brogdon. But to me, Buddy Heald would be perfect for the Celtics if you could ever pry him. Now, his contract... I want to say it's like 21 and then 19 over the next two years. So it's, it's hefty, but, but he's the perfect type of guy because if you throw out a veteran who has already made shots at a, at a, at a pretty good clip throughout his career, they're going to have to respect him. No matter – listen, Grant Williams made shots this past year, and if he does it again and again, they'll start to respect him. But most of those shots were uncontested. Why? Because, again, he hadn't done it, so they're not having to guard him out there. You need guys like that, Buddy Heald. Even if he's 0 for 7 from 3, they've got to respect him, which then in turn allows Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to operate in much more space, which allows them to be able to dribble without having the ball uh, you know, stolen from them or, 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 or at least you know, swiped away from them consistently. Jeff, over the last couple of days, we've feels like we've talked about everything for the Celtics offseason. We've talked about trade Marcus Smart, trade for Kevin Durant, do nothing and just, you know, tr- sort of develop from within. If you were the GM, if you were pulling the strings like Brad Stevens, what would your approach be to this team that was two games away from winning the NBA title? I'd add one more piece, a shooter. I'd add one more piece and, and use this, this trade exception and see what I can add. Because – I understand the Marcus Smart thing, and, and I've felt that way too to some degree, but then you look around and you look at your options. And again, like, nobody's trading – Dallas isn't trading Luka. Memphis isn't trading Ja. Milwaukee's not even trading Drew. So, like, what are you getting to really upgrade at that position? 
the draft sucked for point guards. It's the position isn't getting better. It's getting worse. So I understand Marcus Smart has his deficiencies on the offensive end as a point guard. But ultimately, unless you can tell me you're going to have a major upgrade, I'm going to keep Marcus Smart. I'm going to keep this team that gelled over the last four or five months unbelievably. And I'm going to add another piece and see if that makes the difference and can take you over the top because you were pretty damn close this past year. Oh, we're talking to Jeff Goodman in the stadium. Um, Jeff, so we're talking about this, too, like the bench. We, we talked a lot about the starters, and Tatum needs to be better. We've talked to you about that, I think, before, too. But to me, this bench, I felt like it did get exposed, right, with some youth. Well, those guys got better. But I think that's where I'd look at and say, okay, where's that veteran guy? Like, you know, Iguodala didn't do yep. anything for them. But I was looking at like Jay Crowder types, Patty Mills. Those names have been brought up before. Like, where's Isn't that what they kind of need on this bench and replace maybe one or two of them? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, a Buddy Heel, the Kevin Herter, whether they're starters or, or forces one of these guys um, to come off the bench. But but you need to add a veteran. You need to add somebody that's already done it. That you know, again, Peyton Pritchard can do it for a game, and then for the next couple of games he disappears. You know, Grant Williams will do it for a game or two, and then you know, again, he's inconsistent. So I, yeah, I, I think you need somebody that you can rely on. That, that has done it consistently over the course of their career and is maybe going to accept a little bit of a, of a lesser role, but with the thought of hopefully contending for a title. Are the Celtics in that position, Jeff, that we've, we've always wanted them to be like a destination for these guys, right? These veteran players, this veteran big for depth, the veteran bench player. Are they now in that conversation? I mean, they're not at the top of it, but they're in the conversation now, at least, you know, for the right guy. Right for the right guy that, that that's saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm all about winning, or I haven't won one, and, and I want to have a chance to." You know, it's it, it's not like Golden State can't take everybody. You know, not everybody can go to South Beach. You know, there's certain destinations that a lot. Boston's still ahead of a lot of these destinations around the the league. You know, the Oklahoma Cities, the Houston's, the Dallas, like all those places, they're ahead of them. They're just not one, two, or three. So you brought up South Beach there. Uh, our buddy Kendrick Perkins said, uh, I think on a podcast yesterday, that he would look at Kevin Durant eyeing South Beach. Uh, just based on gut feeling, who does Kevin Durant play for this upcoming season? Brooklyn. I still think he, he ends up in Brooklyn because even if Kyrie leaves, he can bring in somebody else. And, and and you have Ben Simmons. Now, I know, again, I don't know how much, you know, how much confidence you have in Ben Simmons right now if you're Kevin Durant when he didn't, he didn't suit up last year. But, you know, Ben Simmons still fits Kevin Durant very well. You know, he's super fast, and, and he, can, he can rebound and take it off the glass and go, and his biggest asset is setting guys up. So I think if you added one more piece, why do you have to go somewhere else if you're Kevin Durant? To me, it's it's bring somebody else to you, and if you're looking, if you're Kevin Durant and you're watching the, the NBA Finals this past year, you're saying to yourself, "All right, yeah, Golden State won it all with one superstar. The Celtics got to the NBA Finals really with one superstar. I mean, Jalen Brown. Some people might put him on that level. I put him as a an All Star caliber player, but not a superstar. So if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm thinking, give me another All Star. I got a chance to to win it again. So I got to ask you then, uh, the obvious question, is Kyrie 
with Brooklyn no. this upcoming season. No, <laughs> and no, where, so no, where, no, where, no. Hell no. Where do you we, want we've, him? Yeah, we've seen the list of his. Uh, he said, you know, not that I'm leaving, but here's a list of places I'd be happy to go. Where do you – is it? Is the destination on that list? He can play with J.D. Davison and the Globetrotters, right? <laughs> oh, no. There. He'd be great. Now, I, listen, the bottom line is, I, I've always said this, does your talent outweigh your issues? Right. And with Kyrie, that's a tough one, guys. I mean, his issues have been, you know, so glaring over the last few years um, with, with Boston and, and now Brooklyn. But I still feel like there are going to be a couple teams out there that will still say, and I think the Knicks could be one of them, right? Like the Knicks, if they strike out on Jalen Brunson, who appears to be their number one target at the point guard spot, and, and you get desperate. And, and there are a lot of GMs out there that are desperate jobs on the line, you're going to roll the dice with a talent like Kyrie. Jeff, they uh, they say life comes at you fast, and Jason Tatum ascended to All-NBA this year, goes to the finals, and then didn't have a very good finals. Does that no. uh, does that alter the way he's perceived league-wide? Does that is that a little bit of a uh, black mark on his resume at this point, or is that just seen as part of the process? I mean, he's 24. I think I remember seeing you, Lou, about a week ago, and, and you defended Jason Tatum and I uh, on TV, and, and and I was like, you know what? He gets like he's 24 years old. He's made a jump every year. I, I get it. People wanted more out of him on the biggest stage. I wanted more out of him on the biggest stage. You know, he he, he just wasn't ready for that yet, right? He wasn't. He had a couple mm-hmm. bad games. It snowballed. I don't think anybody's going to ultimately judge him on what he did in the NBA Finals at 24 when he's got probably another 10-year window when, when he's going to be one of the top 10 players in the NBA. That's where he'll be judged. So, Jeff, I wanted to ask you about my guy, Al Horford, who I love. And uh, <laughs> listen, I think he's fantastic for them. And I know he's got that $26 million contract, but I still look at him, and, and I know he was good for them this year. Ideally, I'd like for him to be a sixth man. I'd like for them to replace him in the starting lineup, but that's an expensive bench player. What do you do with Al? Do you run it back? Is he a starter? Or do you try to cut back some of those minutes and bring another body in? No, it'd be great to bring in a Buddy Heald or Kevin Herter, and that way, you know, Robert Williams is your five man, and Al Horford comes off your bench and is playing, you know, 20 minutes a game, yeah. and he's fresher for the playoffs, right? That's, that's ideally what you want for Al Horford next year. I don't think you can move off Al Horford, he, he still had a great year. And the bottom line is you saw how the locker room changed. A big part of that is Al Horford. You know, last time when he was here, I think he felt like he was hum, hamstrung in, in what he could do because Kyrie was in the locker room. Now I think he feels more comfortable talking to these young guys. They feel more comfortable learning from him and taking advice from him. So I, I think Al Horford is absolutely pivotal for at least next year for, for them. All right, Goody. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking some time with us. He's Jeff Goodman from Stadium. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.